Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today, as promised, I have my friend Edie Wadsworth back on the show today, and we are going to be talking about her journey from uh, being a physician working in traditional medicine to moving away from traditional medicine and out of uh, private practice and into a more natural approach to uh, living. And she has encouraged me, and I know she's going to bless you today, so stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I appreciate everybody who's been asking me questions about MomStrong International. Thank you for bearing with us as we've been sort of uh, tweaking the website and uh, how how you guys are accessing the member portal and all of that. Melissa has been answering lots of questions for you. If you've got questions about MomStrong International, you can log into the site and message us right there over at the forums. Or um, if you're having a hard time doing that, or if you have a, another question that goes outside of that, as usual... You can reach me and my team at podcast at thebusymom.com. All right, you guys were here last week and uh, you got to listen to me interview uh, my new best friend, Edie Wadsworth, and she has an incredible story that just resonated with me and uh, encouraged me so much because I know, I believe that God is a God of healing, that he uh, he's a healer, that he brings hope and change, that he turns lives around. And Edie is a real a real life example of that and someone who's full of joy. And I learned about her at uh, first. It wasn't because of her book. It's because of her work with essential oils. Many of you guys have heard me talk about this from time to time on the podcast. I've been using essential oils for about five years and they really have changed the way I take care of myself. And when I heard that uh, Edie was into essential oils, that kind of brought, got me to uh, the oily sisterhood which she's the founder of Oily Sisterhood. And then I found the book she wrote, which I super loved and you heard. So I've asked her if she would come back on the podcast today because her story is really, it's really encouraging and it's very interesting um, of, a, of a doctor, a physician who would choose to come out of uh, private practice in what we would, most of us would consider traditional medicine and move into uh, nutrition-based and natural-based medicine. So I've asked her if she'd come back on the podcast, and she was gracious enough to, to uh, join me. So Edie, thank you so much for coming back. I'm excited to jump into this topic with you. I know. I'm so happy to be here, Heidi. It is just my honor and pleasure. Well, you have um, you have just sort of made my day. I, I, well, I told you, I binge-watched a bunch of your videos uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, if I was hooked before, I'm even more hooked now because I love your story because I think so many of us, I think pretty much everybody can relate to it. Um, my mother worked in uh, in medicine growing up when I was uh, little. She worked in pediatric oncology, which is a, it's a brutal line of work. I'm not going to lie. Like uh, she actually made me yes. not want to be a doctor um, because of that, <laughs> uh, because of what, you know, the stories I heard out of, um, the pediatric oncology unit. And then she went into emergency medicine and anyway, just, uh, it, it's a whole, but it shaped the way I looked at medicine. And so when yep. I, uh, when I heard your story and I'm like, boy, this, this girl, I mean, it takes a lot of chutzpah and well, and a lot of money <laughs> to go to medical school. <laughs> and so why would a person give that up and turn to, uh, uh, like lifestyle-based nutrition and food-based and uh, and natural medicine, but you have an incredible story. So I'm wondering if you can just kind of take us maybe back to your decision to go to medical school and then your decision to leave and sort of where it's left 
where you are now. And then I might jump in every once in a while with like some like aha moment, but can you kind of give listeners sort of your story a little bit when it comes to uh, your journey in this area of your life? Yeah. Um, I actually ended up in medical school in a very roundabout way. I was working uh, in a nursing home as I was going to college and I thought I wanted to be a nurse. And so I was sort of working as a nurse's assistant, but every time the doctor would come and make rounds, I would just want to ask him questions like, well, why does this patient need this? And why are we doing this? And I asked him so many questions that he finally said, have you ever thought about going to medical school? <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and it just, I don't know, it planted a seed in my heart. And I thought, oh, maybe I, you know, maybe I could do that. I'd grown up in, you know, in poor Appalachia, my, the first person in my family to ever graduate from college. My, neither of my parents graduated from high school. So I didn't really have that much belief in myself, but when somebody else begins to believe in you and see something in you, um, it's really powerful. And so I just began on this journey to try to get into medical school and clawed my way in somehow and uh, made grades that were good enough where I worked really, really hard. And um, I really loved everything about it. I loved the science of it. I loved the art of it. I loved being involved in people's hardest things, the hardest days, their you know, the hardest part of their lives. I loved the emotional connection, just so much about it that I loved. When I graduated, I practiced um, in family practice for several years, and I loved the holistic um, bent to family practice where you sort of see the whole family, get to know the whole family. In general, family practice is a much more holistic um, field than, say, something like internal medicine, so I loved that. But I, I did quickly become illusioned with or disillusioned, I'm sorry, with modern medicine. Because here's the thing that happened to me. I realized that when I did what I was trained to do, which is prescribe medications, because really that is what we're trained to do as MDs. When I did that really well, and, and you know, people get on 10, 12, it wasn't in com uncommon in my practice for somebody to be on 15 prescription drugs. They don't feel very well. And, um, so it didn't take me very long to, to change my whole scope of practice. I basically became like an anti-doctor. I was always trying to get people off medication. I was trying to help them change their lifestyle, eat a little better, get more exercise, reduce their stress. And, um, what I quickly learned is that if that's the kind of medicine you want to practice, it's hard to do that in this day and age, because you get paid on yep. how many patients you see per hour. And if you're spending that kind of time with people, it's a difficult life. And, um, so I, my disillusionment just grew and grew. And we, you know, at the same time, one of my kids was having some, some struggles at home and my husband and I had a long talk about it and I decided to give up my practice and uh, stay home with the kids for a while and maybe just rediscover if there was, you know, something else for me uh, at some later date. At that point, I really, my, my only real interest in natural medicine was nutrition, exercise, sleeping well. I didn't know anything about essential oils at the time. Mm -hmm, so fast mm -hmm. forward um, a few years and I had a friend who 
had had some struggles of her own and she had used natural medicine. She went to a functional doctor. Um, nutrition was a huge part of what they did for her. And then of course she found essential oils and nutritional supplements. And I was just um, amazed really at the results she was having. I was very skeptical because um, boy, the pride of someone trained in Western medicine sometimes. And I thought, you know, if there was mm. something that's really this good for health, then I would already know about it. I mean, I spent my 20s in medical school and learning all about health and disease. And so it took a long time for me to be willing to try it because I had a lot of pride thinking, well, you know, I probably already know about it if it's that good. Um but I also have insatiable appetite for learning and incredible curiosity. I'm one of those people mm -hmm. that if there's a new supplement that comes out, I can't help myself. I have to try it. You know, if there's some kind of, <laughs> if there's some kind of new, like, you know, super juice drink, then I'm secretly yep. ordering it off QVC or, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so, so I did finally take the plunge with these, um, with these oils and nutritional supplements. And I've got to tell you that it blew my mind. Um, yeah. how well they work. Um, just how they work, the chemistry uh, of how God made them and, it, you know, how they work, it just baffled me. So I became a student of natural health and nutrition and oils. I started reading big, thick books called The Chemistry of Essential Oils, and I started studying nutrition, which I had not had any training in, really, in medical school. And um, I just which dove... Is a, which, what a shame. Why... <laughs> I Why know. are we not training our physicians in the in the root of causes? I feel like we we just put band aids on you know band aids on people, we and I know that that was my that was my mother's experience too. It's like we're putting band aids, but we're not getting to the root to the root yes. cause. Yeah, and I think you know if you if you look back to Hippocrates, one of the things he's famous for saying is first do no harm. Well, right. the statistics for modern medicine aren't good. You know, 300,000 people die a year from our medical system. So we are doing a lot yep. of harm. And the second thing he said is that food is your first medicine. And mm -hmm. um, that to me was revolutionary. Um, yep. and, and I think being willing to humble myself enough to relearn everything I thought I already knew about health and wellness and, and what I learned in those, those years of just, I kind of went quiet. People used to say all the time, it's funny that you blog, but you never blog about health. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't have anything good to say about it. <laughs> but, but after I found essential oils and I, you know, my love for nutrition and supplements grew, I just couldn't help but talk about it because my family was having such good success and I was having such good success. And I basically, you know, came to this realization that, you know, God loves us. He wouldn't leave us here without what we need. So why is it so surprising that he could make molecules and fill the earth full of them that help us, you know, that's not that yeah. a stretch. <laughs> well, and I know that there are a lot of people listening to this that are just like I used to be. Um, and the people are like, okay, hocus pocus, essential oils, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, so really quickly, um, how, 
like, I don't know if you can, net, you know, put this in a nutshell or not for us, but really quickly, how, how come they work? How do they work? Because I know they work. I've been using them now, like I said, for five years. My kids at the first sign of a, of a sickness or even a headache, my kids will come to me and mom, mom, I need some peppermint or mom. I, and because my kids know it works and they wouldn't keep coming back to me and asking for the oils if they didn't work. <laughs> yep. But I will say, um, I think it's fascinating how they do work. And I've loved, I loved hearing your explanation of that. So I don't know if you can nutshell that for us, but I would love it if you would. Yeah. And I think for people who, you know, aren't interested in the chemistry of how they work and all that, let me just say this quick thing that oils are like fruits and vegetables. So the the chemistry of fruits and vegetables, the biochemistry of how they work in our bodies, how they're perfectly designed to give our bodies what they need. Um, we don't really understand that either. Most people don't, Mm -hmm. but we know that we should eat our fruits and vegetables and that God made food that's good for us. And when we, when we veer from that and we eat a bunch of processed food that our body doesn't recognize then our body doesn't do as well. So it's the same with oils. Oils are made by God designed to work well in our bodies. Our bodies are not taxed by them. Our liver and kidneys don't have to work extra hard to metabolize them. And and so it's the same as, you know, you think about fruits and vegetables versus processed food, oils versus, you know, pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals, you know, can do some good things, but they're all almost always designed to just block things and not mm-hmm. really getting at the root cause of what our body needs to function well. So part of the reason oils work so well is because of their small size. They're easily absorbed through our skin. Many of them cross the blood-brain barrier um, and work um, at a at a very important level in our brains to reduce our stress and balance our emotions, make us more capable of dealing with all the stuff that's you know going on in our lives. They help us sleep Preach. better. Yeah. Yes. And they're just designed to balance our body systems like food is, you know, and if food is the first medicine, then oils are the second medicine. Um, Mm -hmm. So they have this amazing design because God is a really smart pharmacist and smarter than Pfizer or smarter than Johnson and Johnson. And he Mm -hmm. knows how to make things that work well in our bodies. I think the reason people um, don't get results with with oils at first is because they don't use them like fruits and vegetables. If you think about how God designed us, if we lived our lives a lot outside in nature, like people did a hundred years ago, then we would be exposed to oils all the time. They're coming off the trees, they're coming off the shrubs and flowers, and we would be exposed to them all the time. But instead, we spend 93% of our time indoors We light Mm -hmm. toxic candles and use toxic room sprays and toxic cleaners. And, um, and then we wonder why, you know, 30 years later we end up sick and, um, with cancer and all kinds of allergies and asthma and diseases. And it's just because we we're not living the way God designed us to live. We're not eating the right food. We're not getting outside. We're not sleeping well. And oils are just another tool in the tool belt. It's just part of the way he made us. It's part of the way he made the environment. And I think learning to um, live a little closer to how he made us, we find so much more peace, so much more capacity for energy and joy and and just all the things. So yeah, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. And I think, 
just being willing to try it, you know, just give it a try and, um, relearn. That was the thing for me, just being willing to relearn. Maybe I don't know everything about health and wellness and maybe a little humility and, and, and being willing to try something that seems different or outside the realm of what I'm used to, you know, Mm -hmm. it was a huge change for me. But now, I mean, we, we are a holistic family. We love good food and nutrition. Our home is full of amazing supplements and oils and We've never felt better, never slept better, never been healthier, never had more energy. So, you know, I feel like the proof is in the pudding. So, well, and I think that's, that's a lot of it has been uh, in our family too. I started off with just, I don't know, I, I, somebody got me into it. I was speaking in New York. This is funny thing. I was speaking in New York and I uh, had a friend say, you really should try these. And I pretty much, I just wanted to get her to go away. So I, I took the five that she gave me, you know, it's kind of in a little gift gift pack and uh and I kind of let them didn't really use them but when I was traveling I realized I am taking so much Motrin really because I wake up in the morning I'm tired my back hurts because I've been standing for six hours speaking and I was taking so much ibuprofen and I didn't feel good and she said you really should try this instead like maybe dial down on your ibuprofen and try this and at first I thought it well, I thought this is working I thought no nah, this is a placebo effect it's not it's not really working it's my brain wishing that it would work but the more she said, don't give up. Just keep trying. The more I used him, the more I was like, this actually, this is working for me. So then I got on Amazon and I started ordering, you know, this is, I don't know, four or five years ago, I started ordering books on oils and why they work and how they work. I started diffusing them in my home. I started using them with my kids. And I realized this is actually, this really does work. But then you're afraid to tell your doctor that you use them because they look at you like you have six heads. So, yes. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I mean, I think probably my mid forties, I've always had um, issues with connective tissue. And I went and I told my doctor, I'm having this, I'm having continuing to have this connective tissue problem. And they continue to put me on all kinds of pharmaceuticals. And I got off of them slowly and I started using oils instead. And I went back and I told my doctor, this is actually working for me. And she said, no, it's not. <laughs> I wow. was like, no, it actually is because look at me, I feel better, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, but I think people have to be, you have to be willing, kind of like with homeschooling. Yeah. I'd have to be willing to swim upstream. Yes. Uh, I think a little bit. And I think what you're, what you said was absolutely right. It takes, well, it takes two things and they're sort of in there. They seem at odds with each other, but really they're not. It takes um, humility to just go, I'm going to try something different because I know that this ibuprofen that I'm taking three times a day is not good for me. I'm going to try something different and then I'm going to have to have some chutzpah. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to have the same thing I had when I decided to pull my kids out of public school, when I decided I'm going to try something different and see if um, if God isn't in it, if he won't use it in my family. And that has certainly been my experience. And I know that that's been yours. So, so true. And I think, you know, the example of of that medication and how we can support our bodies better with nutrition and other things is so true. But there's also way more sinister things. If you just look at the incidence of women taking antidepressants in our culture and what those really do to us over the long haul and how they make us apathetic and we gain weight and we lose Mm -hmm. our desire for our husbands. And, you know, and if you look at just, I mean, I feel like it's scandalous how quickly mm-hmm. we go to a cover up and a band aid instead of getting to the root of what it is, addressing nutrition, addressing sleep and exercise, and just all the things, including oils, that can help us live happier, healthier, 
and way safer without just all of this, you know, host of, of, of issues and side effects. So yeah, I, I'm a huge fan. I'm, I don't think that it's, it's not that we never need the help of modern medicine, but we have been trained to turn to it way too fast. And we have sort of given up, you know, we've given up our, we've sort of given over our health um, to somebody Mm -hmm. else when we're the ones who know our body the best. And um, just look in your, you know, your probably, your small town is probably like my small town. Every corner is a doctor's office, a pharmacy, ancillary health, uh, home health. Mm -hmm. Why are we so incredibly sick and unhealthy? And can we do anything to reverse that tide? Yes, we can in our own own families. And I think it's when you take it upon yourself to relearn what you've learned, and to be willing to try things, to be willing to admit that nutrition is so incredibly important, and um, and to admit that hey, maybe God made it easy. Maybe we just need to go outside more and breathe in <laughs> His oils. Or bring them into our house. You know, it doesn't have to be super complicated. And I love making it easier for people because I think it can be weird and complicated. I know when I first bought my starter kit, I hid it from my husband because, you know, (laughs) he's like a science (laughs) biology major, physician. And I'm like, oh, I can't tell him I'm using these weird little bottles of oil. And now, of course, three years later, we can't live without them. So... Yeah. Yeah. And I think it makes, it does make a big difference. And I think, I love what you said. We talked about this a little bit uh, last Friday when we were talking about Whole30. Um, you know, it's okay if you don't do it for, if you can't do Whole30 for, you know, 30 days and you can only do it for six hours, start somewhere, yeah. you know, start somewhere. And I think there are a lot of people listening to this today because there's, you know, there'll be about 30, 35, 40,000 people that download this episode. And I know that in a numbers that big, there are a lot of people listening that don't feel good. And I think, boy, you know, if there's, there's got to be a better way. And as it turns out, there is. And I love that. Um, I love that you say too, it just food is so important. Oh my goodness. You know, what we put in our bodies is fuel. Yeah. And if we knew that we were putting fuel in our bodies that was toxic for us and actually having the wrong, you know, mo- moving us the wrong direction, we tend to, I think, especially in, in Western culture, we rely on processed foods. You know, my, my uh, grandmother told me, a long time ago, she was just like, Heidi, stay out of the center of the supermarket. Yes. <laughs> like if you just, if you go in and you stay on the periphery of the supermarket, you actually find the things that you need. But the the deeper in you go, uh, when you're in the napkin aisle and the cracker aisle, they're kind of made of the same thing. <laughs> like, you know, I so, love that. I used to teach that to my anyway, patients. My patients would come back and say, oh, it's taking me so long to read labels. And I'm like, well, you're shopping in the wrong place because there's no labels on grapes or spinach or, you right. know, if you're reading labels all day, you're shopping in the wrong place. But yeah, and I think too, having, that's what's so great about the community that we have that you're in with us too, is that when you have a community of people who are doing this together, learning together, um, we do a ton of teaching videos in our group. So you don't feel like you're alone, you know, and like, you don't know what to do. So it's nice to have support when you're embarking on a journey like this. Yeah. When you're trying to make a change, it's good to have people around you who are saying, I made that same change and I know that you can do it and kind of uh, cheering you along, which really is what you did in your book too. I think you are a cheerleader by nature. You have the gift of encouragement. I think God's obviously he's gifted you as a teacher, but 
I love to see people use the gifts that God's given them to encourage uh, people around them. So it's one of the things I appreciate about you. And if you guys have questions, actually, I'll just link back to you. If you're interested in essential oils, I will, I will even, I'll go out on a limb and I will even link back to Whole30 today, even though I've never actually done the Whole30, I've only done 630, six hours of Whole30. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and but I, I'll link back to it. Yeah, go ahead, Edie. I would just love to end with one more thing. I am not one of those people who I would even consider a health nut for the sake of being a health nut. I don't care if I ever, you know, get back to the size I was in high school. You can take it too far like anything else. The reason that I want to help women have more energy and have more joy is so that they can use their God-given gifts to serve and love people. And if we're on 15 or 20 prescriptions, I can guarantee you the thing that we're thinking about most of the day is how we feel, our side effects. We got to go to the doctor. We got to get our lab checked. We got to get an x-ray. And if we can, um, as much as we can, live closer to the way God made us using the stuff that he created in our bodies, Mm -hmm. I think it just frees us up to love and serve people better. So, Yep. And I also think too, another thing I appreciate about you is you're not you're not saying don't go to the doctor and we're not anti anti medicine. I mean, obviously, you know, God's given uh given us all kinds of things at our disposal. I just think that there it's time to make a shift and maybe not lean so much toward the pharmaceuticals and instead look at those other things first. Um it's the same way with with antidepressants. We get I get this question a lot here because I I've, I've spent a lot of podcasts talking about my own struggle with anxiety and depression, mostly anxiety. But I spent 20 some odd years on uh, anxiety medicine, trying to manage, you know, panic attacks and depression. And I'll tell you what, it messed with my marriage. It messed with, it messed with so many aspects of my life that I began, I was so desperate that I was like, okay, Lord, there has to be, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to sacrifice my marriage and my desire for my husband on, you know, using these, these, um, these medicines my whole life. I don't want to do it. And yep. uh, that was sort of the beginning of me saying there's got to be a, a better way and it's got to be a different way. And as it turns out, there is. But I would always tell women, uh, especially in the early years, those medicines, those um, especially the anxiety medicines for me, they helped me so much. They kind of helped me clear the fog so that I could see straight again. But I didn't want to stay on them my whole life, I thought. Um, and so I think yeah. women need to hear that this stigma that if you're somehow if you if you're taking something for depression or especially for anxiety or any other kind of medication that there's a stigma attached to it is wrong but this idea that we have to live on that and stay on it your our whole lives is also wrong. Yes. And so that was sort of where I came from like okay I'm going to because I was so grateful to the doctor who finally said to me this isn't in your head this is actually you're having a physiological response to stress and uh and we're going to help you. And that helped me, like I said, clear the fog. Yeah, I didn't want to stay on them. And I realized I don't have to. And there's there's hope in that. And I, for me, that was just, it was like a light bulb moment. So yeah, I so agree. Yeah. Yep. Well, Edie, it's been a joy to have you. I'm sure we'll do this again sometime, but I just, I love your heart and uh, I feel like we're sort of a, a kindred, kindred spirit. So thank you so much for coming on and just encouraging listeners uh, to a place of just uh, healing and hope through the stuff that you write and the and the uh, the things that you say and the hope that you bring uh, to the women around you. So I am just so thankful for you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. And thank you for how you serve so well, Heidi. Hey, you're welcome. It's a joy. And speaking of serving, I am going to be uh, next weekend 
in Dayton, Ohio for the MomStrong Conference. We are almost sold out. If you have not registered for a MomStrong Dayton, come on out. We are going to have a hoot and holler and good time. Bring your Bible, uh, bring a notebook, bring a pencil, and uh, just come and expecting to be encouraged. I cannot wait to uh, uh, love on you guys and hug a bunch of your necks. Melissa will be there with me. Uh, my husband and uh, three of my uh, oldest kids and my son-in-law are going to be out there with me helping with worship. So we're excited about that. And then two weeks after that, I will be in uh, Lakeland, Florida for the MomStrong Conference in Florida. So lots of things coming up. Uh, many of you asked me if I'm going to be at Teach Them Diligently this year, and the answer is yes. I will be at all of those. And so if you're wondering where that is, uh, log in to Teach Them Diligently, and you can find out where I'll be. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you guys have been encouraged. I will link back to uh, many of the things that we talked about today, including uh, as much information as I can put in the show notes about essential oils and how you can get your hands on them. I hope that you guys have been encouraged and blessed, and I will see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.